the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire area of Southern California, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And uh, for anyone from the department, from the FBI listening out there, if that doesn't say domestic terrorist, I don't know what does. Just make your raid. If you could come after 7 o'clock in the morning, that'd be much appreciated after I have my first cup of coffee. Um, we had a little election this past, uh, this past week, and the fallout from that is still emerging, as in some states. Uh, they are still counting ballots, even though in countries like Brazil, they get them all counted in, le- in uh, less than a day. And to uh, help us sort out. The last election and what it means and where we go from here. Uh, welcome back to the show, Tom Del Beccaro. Uh, he is the author of The Divided Era, How We Got Here and the Keys to America's uh, Reconciliation. He was a former chairman of the California Republican Party. We won't hold that against him too much. He was a candidate for U.S. Senate in 2016. He is a writer and commentator. You can find his work at uh, TomDell.com or PoliticalVanguard.com. Um, reason for the invite was I read an article he wrote, uh, the six reasons for the close election that add up to one big warning for Republicans. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, great to be back on. I'm glad you're on the mend. Yes. Um, I guess the new, the breaking news this morning on Thursday as we're recording is Nancy Pelosi has stepped down as the uh, Democrat leader in the House. It appears that the Republicans may garner a, at best, two or three seat majority, and that a majority is a majority. Um, certainly not what was expected, and certainly not what people hope for, and what even Democrats, commentators, were expecting from the last election. What's your take on things? Well, I, you know, I waited about a week and took stuff in. Uh, didn't fire early, too many early shots of what went on. But we live in a different era. Some might call it the divided era and write books about it. But the rules are somewhat different. And the this election demonstrated how the new playing field plays out from election to election But it also, there is a warning for Republicans on the next two years, because if they decide to have a civil war among themselves for the nomination and beyond, uh, they could easily hand the presidency to the Democrats in two years. Well, I don't know how Donald Trump has already announced that uh, that he is that he is running. Ron DeSantis has been playing his cards close to his vest about whether he's going to run or not run. Uh, I think he's probably the only Republican that could give Donald Trump a, a serious challenge, although I perhaps if the two of them are divide the MAGA vote, maybe an establishment candidate to come in. If you have a three-way primary, maybe the establishment candidate gets in there and can uh, can squeeze through. Yeah, what we're going to see is Joe Biden eventually is going to say he's not going to run. There'll be about 30 Democrats who will. This is an open seat in the sense of for Republicans, they have no incumbents. So you could see a lot of people get in. And the rules of that are very different. You remember that uh, John McCain got the nomination, even though he lost a lot of early primaries badly, didn't really get many voters on his side. But he 
kept sort of finishing close and didn't, I don't think, won a single primary until the very end where he got more than 22% of the vote or 23. And Trump's early victories were in the teens and early in the 20s. And Bernie Sanders was in route two years, uh, four years ago or whatever, two years ago to get the nomination because he was winning in the 18 to 20 range and so many other candidates were splitting up the vote. So you raise an interesting and important point. Will it be Trump and 20 others or will it be Trump and two or three others? Because that's a big difference and will make will decide things. You think, Rhonda, I mean, I do want to talk about the uh, the 2022 election. But since we're going down this little down on this rabbit hole, you think Ron DeSantis will get in? I think uh, DeSantis is going to wait until after the first of the year and gauge what's going on with Trump. And if the early signs of what's going on with Trump, which is a lot of big major donors against it, a lot of politicians against it, and independents are lukewarm on Trump, if all of those things multiply, let's say, then I think DeSantis gets in. Remember, DeSantis is young and has a long career ahead of him. He doesn't need to make missteps. And remember this, four years ago, or yeah, approximately four years ago, the talk was Scott Walker. I'm sorry, before Trump, the talk was Scott Walker. And he was the early leader in 2016, I'm sorry, the 2015, as who should be the nominee. Well, how did he do? So being out of the gate first. Scott who? Yeah. Being out of the gate first in this divided era isn't necessarily a good thing. And so I think if I was advising DeSantis, I'd continue to stay above the fray, continue to be successful and let the nomination come to you. Well, certainly that in the aftermath of the election, there was a concerted effort on Fox News, uh, in the media, among establishment Republicans to lay all of the blame for the disappointing results at, on Donald Trump. And we need to get we need to get rid of him, including people were, that were promoting DeSantis, that if DeSantis is what he appears to be a little more refined, more controlled version of Donald Trump, there's no way that, for example, the the. Uh, Nominal Republicans at the Lincoln Project would ever support Ron DeSantis independently, but they they were just happy to, to promote him as an alternative to to get rid of Donald Trump. Yeah, when you read my article, six reasons for the close election and one big warning, I don't even mention Donald Trump's name, and the reason for that is. The number one big warning is, again, these Republicans cannibalizing themselves, which they are prone to do. And if they think that the reason why they lost in Pennsylvania or Arizona is Donald Trump, I'm happy to be here today to make the argument why that wasn't the case, not because I particularly want to wave Trump's flag, but I want Republicans to face the reality of what they do as a party if they expect to go forward and win some races. And so if we start with what happened in 2022, I gave six reasons, but let's highlight one of them. And that is John Fetterman. And as I write, John Fetterman, period, full stop. The Democrats are far far more loyal voters than Republicans. They will, they control the Senate because they completely, without dissent, got behind Kristen Sinema, who was kind of a ridiculous candidate, although she has proven to be, uh, to step up her game in the job. And now Fetterman, who who clearly doesn't belong in, in office and is risking his life every day that he's doing it because of his uh, health condition. Republicans, on the other hand, the story of John Fetterman's victory is, A, Democrats willing to vote for anybody, and B, Republicans 
willingness to fight each other all the way to Election Day. Trump chose Oz. The, de- de- the Republican establishment in Pennsylvania didn't want Oz, so they fought about it after Oz won the primary. The establishment, including Washington, never got behind Oz because Trump got behind Oz, and so they were willing to lose the race because they didn't like the fact that Trump was playing in their particular turf. Now, if you look at Oz, the candidate, listen to his positions, listen to what he did, there's nothing so dangerous about him that he shouldn't have been in the Senate. You hear his positions, they're very well thought out. He's very articulous. He worked his butt off going around the state, I know for a fact. But the the Republicans were willing to fight and willing to lose, unlike the Democrats. Now let's go to the Arizona. Blake Masters. Again, look at Blake Masters. He's the choice of Trump. Is there was there something about Blake Masters that was so ridiculous? No. But why was Mitch McConnell taking six million dollars away from Blake Masters and giving it to uh, Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, where they were guaranteed to win the seat? Because Republicans are willing to fight each other over turf wars and not willing to win elections, which the Democrats are. That warning cannot be big enough. And if Republicans go forward with a bloody civil war and continue to fight each other over these elections for Senate and House, they could get swept out of office completely, lose the House, Senate, and the presidency in two years. Let's take a break here before we get my next question here and launch into another discussion. Time for a word from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Well, welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Breton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative Groups and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire area of Southern California. Pleased to be visiting with Tom Del Beccaro, former chair of the California Republican Party, a former candidate for state senator or an attorney. And don't hold that against him. Just always remember that uh, it's 97% of attorneys that give the other 3% a bad name. Uh, author of the book, uh, The Divided Era. Um, how we got there and how we can reconcile America. That's not the exact subtitle, but I don't have it right in front of me. Um, and he wrote an article recently, Six Reasons for a Close Election. Six Reasons for Close Election add up to one big warning for Republicans. And we were talking about one of those reasons that played itself out, that uh, Republic, the Democrat voters will vote for any D you put in front of them. It doesn't. It essentially doesn't matter. They, they, they could put Charles Manson... Former mass murderer. I think he's dead now, isn't he? Hey, that didn't stop him. And it didn't stop him from electing a dead man in Pennsylvania. No. Uh, And and, and most, and uh, the Democrat voters would vote for, well, and this is where where I'm going to lead the discussion next. Did they, did, did did the voters of Pennsylvania really and legitimately, the citizens of casting lawful votes, elect John Fetterman. 
Philip, right. Pennsylvania has a long record of, of, of vote fraud. In fact, even <laughs> just, just today, after the election, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Democrat attorney general indicted a Democrat operative in Philadelphia for large-scale collection of signatures on, on nomination petitions. We just had a uh, speaker come through our Redlands Tea Party Patriots, Dr. Douglas Frank, who has been working on election integrity since the 2020 election. And he got access he's, to the data through the state legislature there. And just in one county, they found 78,000 phantom votes. Yeah, and I'm going to go the whole, the whole litany. But there's, I think there's really serious doubt and reason to question whether the voters of Pennsylvania really did this. You look at the, just a strategic step back. The polling data was 25% or less countries on the wrong, countries going the right direction versus 70% or more uh, on the, the wrong track. Did the people of Pennsylvania really just, you know, I don't like Oz, uh, you know, I don't like Oz and I really, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with this Fetterman guy so we can stay on the wrong track. Greg, I'm shocked, shocked to hear that you are concerned about voter integrity. I get asked voter integrity questions all the time, especially since I was chairman. Uh, and I always, uh, I don't know, I'm chagrined when people tell me there's no voter fraud. As you know, in my book, The Divided Era, I, I went over some length the voter fraud uh, during uh, Reconstruction when there were more votes in in many counties in the South than people that lived there, let alone being registered. And I detail the manner in which the voter fraud occurred. Uh, currently, when I get asked about it, I people who deny it, I say, so you're telling me there was never any voter fraud with the daily machine in Chicago. And of course, there it wasn't voter fraud because that would imply that the voters, the vote was actually counted. But it was, it was a fixed election. Ask Frank Sinatra and Sam Giancana about how what they did for Kennedy, and then I and then I progressed to say, so you're telling me in the seventy years since all of that occurred that it could not. You know, and the Daily Machine existed before that. None of that could have migrated an hour and a half north to Milwaukee or two and a half hours to Detroit. And and so, look, here's my statement on voter integrity. Cheating is as old as voting. The technology today, which Politico wrote about just before the election, allows for even greater ability to cheat or to be hacked, however you want to describe it. And then I want you to remember that the iPhone, which is ubiquitous, is now 15 years old, 16. Where do you think technology would be 16 years from now? 26 years from now, 36 years from now. The ability to cheat 30 years from now will dwarf the ability to cheat today. We have to be beyond vigilant. The last thing I'll say about this subject is the Democrats win the arguments through shaming people into silence. But what they say is there's no such thing as widespread voter fraud. And they are correct. There is very targeted voter fraud. They don't see voter fraud in Montana in any significant degree, nor Alabama. But if 43,000 votes decided Trump-Biden, then okay, let's hang out in Milwaukee, Detroit, and Philadelphia, and Fulton County. So, yes, there's voter fraud. It's as old as time. And we're going to actually be faced with greater risk in the decades ahead. And if we don't own up to it, and do something about it, the republic could be lost. And that's the point. I should have, we just had Dr. Frank also on the show last week. And without honest elections that are widely perceived to be honest elections, the republic will not survive, and it's exacerbated by all the things you talk about in your book, The Divided Era. So when the country is so divided about so many things, 
if you at least believe there was an honest election and, well, the other SLBs really got more votes, okay. But if you don't think it was an honest election and the SLBs got more votes than you did, the, the, the republic will not survive. And, and this, again, totally not new to us. At the end of the Roman Republic, the cost to acquire a senator's vote was widely known and, of course, produced the cynicism and the and the tearing apart of the was part of the tearing apart of the republic. And we need to wake up to that. If we go back to my article, uh, the the other thing, a couple, you know, I obviously made six points. We talked about Democrat loyalty, but. Elections, and this is the subject of an upcoming article, elections in the rearview mirror, rear mirror are often analyzed on, well, here's what happened. So was this election about inflation in part, crime in part, abortion in part, China Putin in part, the Republicans being a danger to the Republic in part, because that was the narrative. That sold at the end for many Democrats. What turns elections oftenly, often, sadly, is what doesn't happen. And what didn't happen in this last election was the, the Republicans had no dominant narrative. They allowed themselves to be defined down the stretch. If he who controls the argument often wins the argument, most often. The Republicans weren't out there saying, we are going to solve nationwide crime by doing the following. We are going to close the border and fentanyl deaths by doing the following. We are going to curb the massive waste of spending that is adding to our inflation by doing the following. There was no dominant Republican narrative. And given that Republicans are running against Democrats, and the national media in every election, they can, in this divided era, they no longer can say, oh, we'll just wait for the Democrats to fall. The biggest lesson out of 2022 is that the Republicans cannot do business the same old way. They must learn to control the narrative or they will lose going forward. And by the way, Greg, since government, since Reagan's time has grown three, four hundred percent, they are losing the narrative in the long view, and they better start winning it in the next two years and beyond. But rest assured, they they, they renominated Kevin McCarthy and uh, Mitch McConnell to lead them in, in the Congress. And, and I'm sure with that kind of dynamic leadership uh, and policy innovation, we're in good hands, don't you think? Well, he, here's my comment on that. And I think you might have been in the room many years ago. I want to say... 13 years ago, 14, I was at a state party convention. This is pre-being chairman. It was a huge Tea Party event, three, two, 300 people in the room. And a lament, just like he just gave, was made. And I was sitting on the panel. It was me, Steve Frank, and one other person. And I got up to go to the podium, and I said, Please raise your, and when I said this, I got all these looks like, is this guy nuts? And they're looking around. I said, raise your hand if you bought the poster of all the great speakers of the house in history. And like I said, people looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, of course, there was never such a poster. My point is, Washington, Rome, Athens do not reform themselves. Outsiders are elected governors to go to Washington to reform it. <laughs> Even the movie Gladiator, you had the dying king request of Maximus to go to Rome where he has never lived to reform it. That is where reform occurs. Don't expect the people who are in the business of politics to reform the business of politics. At this stage, I expect patriots to step up and save the country because the, it's, it's on, this isn't politics anymore. The country, the republic, and our freedom are on the line. You are, you are 100% right. 
and history is devoid of such great movements. And uh, I'm looking forward to you running for governor of California and taking up that mantle. Yes, um, maybe, 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 maybe I can break 40%. Um, we'll see. We shall see. But stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite IE Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and uh, also the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire area of Southern California. Very pleased to be joined by Tom DelBacaro today, political commentator. You can find his work at TomDell.com or PoliticalVanguard.com. He's the author of the book, and we're going to dive into it. We'll talk about that. In, in this half, the divided era, how we got here and the keys to American reconciliation. My my addition to that is, are there keys to American uh, reconciliation? I'm not uh, sure that they are. He also wrote a recent article about the recent election, which is entitled Six Reasons for Close Election that Add Up to One Big Warning for Republicans. We talked about some of those reasons. Uh, we also delved into whether there was, uh, to what extent there, there is vote fraud influencing the result. My view of it is that there, our elections are unsecure and there's ample opportunity for, 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 for cheating. And certainly, in, and there's incentive to cheat. If you can, human nature being what it is, if there's a way to cheat, not everyone, but a lot of people will cheat. And uh, that's just, that's, that's just, that's just the way it is. But it, but it doesn't have to be that way. France, for example, they, have a, they had a presidential election earlier this year. It was all paper ballots on election day with, voto, with photo ID, hand counted, uh, severely restricted mail balloting. If, you, uh, if you're in the country, then you couldn't, basically could not get a vote by mail ballot. And they counted all the ballots and then were able to announce the winner the same day as the election. As opposed to, we just keep dragging on and dragging on until the uh, the Democrat gets enough votes. So it can be done. It just it just it's not done. Even in Republican states, they could do that, but they don't. Well, they did in Florida. Par- uh, partially, I mean, partially they did, and and there's a lesson there. DeSantis won the state by 19 points. That Donald Trump won. Very narrowly in uh, 16 and 20. Yeah. So the good news coming out of this election, because I know there's a lot of angst among Republicans. Um, The good news for Republicans, but further proof of our divided era is our states. We are sorting ourselves out. People are associative beings. Dodger fans hang out with Dodger fans. Giant fans hang out with giant fans. Yankee fans are all over the world. But we we are continuing to sort ourselves out, and Florida is now distinctly red. Ohio, 
very much red. The DeWine victory by such a large margin will carry repercussions into the next election. Iowa, wasn't that long ago that Iowa was a swing state, Florida too, for that matter. Iowa has become very red. On the other hand, California, Colorado, and Pennsylvania are becoming more blue by the hour. And so our election season is going is very narrow now because there's not too many um there's not too many uh states that are, are truly in play anymore. No, I I would just I did a looked at the electoral map and if you take out if Donald Trump if Donald Trump or whoever the Republican nominee is wins all the same states that Donald Trump did in twenty, you would need to win also Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin to bear to eke over two hundred and seventy electoral votes. I think, be, I think that total would be two seventy one that that I that, that um if you could win those states. Lose one of them and it becomes mathematically impossible for a Republican candidate to win. Michigan is gone. Uh, they they lost the Republican state legislature, so they'll they'll pass more vote fraud friendly laws in Michigan. And we saw what happened in Pennsylvania. There's still a Republican legislature, but with a Republic, with a Democrat governor, they're they're not going to improve their election integrity there. And yeah, we know, yeah. and we know that vote by mail is inherently open to vote fraud. The European countries severely restrict it. The Carter, Jimmy Carter and uh, James Baker Commission in the early 2000s recommended against vote by mail because it was just so susceptible to vote fraud. But yet that's what we do. We scatter out ballots to everybody on what we know are inaccurate voter rolls. Yeah, no, no question about it. It, it, it remains a, uh, a really significant issue in that regard. Um, back to the article. Uh, we, as you described it, as you know, we're talking about more red and more blue states. The range now, we sorted ourselves so much now. We could be in a period of time where the range as to who is going to be in charge of the House is really going to go between the most someone probably can get is 230 on one side and that means you're only falling to 215 on the other side, or maybe someone, a party could get to 240, and that leaves the other party at, you know, uh, one. I just, it's a very narrow range, and we're going to see the House flipping back and forth for a long time. Keep in mind, it is we had 38 years of Democrat control prior to this sorting, and now with this so gerrymandered existence of ours, you're going to see the house flipping a lot in the years to come. Yeah, when 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 the, when the margins only, uh, the Democrats have had four or five seat margin, two twenty to two twelve, and, and there was usually often there's some retirements or deaths or something, so it's, they're often not at the full hundred and four, full four hundred and thirty five members. Um, is and and you, what you're, you're absolutely right. I, I forget they don't have the data in front of me, but the percentage of people that live in twenty plus districts or twenty plus areas where that area voted for one party or the other by twenty percent or more has been increasing. Actually, since the 1970s, it's been increasing, and and as you point out, that trend uh, is accelerating. Yeah, and this is why Democrats. <laughs> if you look at the map. You see of the United States, blue versus red. You see the cities versus the countryside, which, by the way, was this same dynamic in uh, in Greek democracy uh, 2,500 years ago and, and more, 26, 2,700 years ago. Same dynamic. Uh, you can ex- It's the dynamic that exists, frankly, everywhere in history and voting. And why the Democrats continue to emphasize cities as opposed to living in the countryside. They want to stop you from living in the countryside so that you do move to these cities 
and then push for more votes. But yes, this, this is this dynamic. We have so sorted ourselves out that you can expect uh, these close elections. But now that we have had an election, what should the Republicans do next? And you saw their emphasis today. Oh, by the way, back to the last election. It is not a plan to be advertised that give us the speakership so we can investigate. Do I think the DOJ and the FBI are politicized? Yes. I wrote an article on Fox all about it. Sure, I have a fi- the FBI's got a file on me. The And I've done this before. I did it in Forbes uh, years ago, I think 20, whatever it was, during the uh, 2015, 16, 2016, February 2016. But when you're doing an election that's going to be close and you want independent votes, advertising that you're going to participate in the nastiness of fighting with the other party is not a way to win elections. Should we investigate? Yes. Should you lead with that? Absolutely not. You need to lead with solutions. So what do Republicans do going forward? Should they impeach Joe Biden when it's obvious he's done these things? Well, as we've discussed off air, uh, the Senate's never going to vote for that. Um, He could kill someone on Fifth Street, Fifth Avenue in New York. Oh, wait a minute. Someone else said that. And and the Democrats wouldn't do anything. Therefore, what is the best thing for Republicans to do? They have to develop a narrative in the next two years about why their programs are going to work better. And what they need to do is essentially what the Republicans did in the race Bush versus Gore, which is, if you remember, they passed a big tax cut. Uh, which was vetoed, which Al Gore said was a risky scheme. If you remember that, turned out to be risky for him. And he lost by being against it. Republicans need to put up bills and force the Democrats to take terrible positions and or force Biden to take terrible positions so that it is perceived that the Democrats are the losing party or the obstructionist non-solution party. That's the narrative they have to do. And if they don't do that, they simply tar and feather the other side and fight, they're going to lose. I absolutely agree with that. And and if they they were serious about governing, they they would already have bills written that they could start off January in the House and pass a bill on controlling illegal immigration at the border and and cross-border traffic and drugs, as well as people, uh, to trim back the success of government spending and wasteful spending on things, uh, not a penny, firing the 87,000 IRS agents that they the Democrats hired. Uh, yeah, why wasn't something. that? Why wasn't that? A clarion call. Elect Republicans will fire the IRS. That was that was a layup. And they mm-hmm. didn't even pick up the ball, let alone shoot it. Yep. They are they are Republicans. Uh, if, you, if you know a guy named Bill Pasco, he's a uh, he, he's a uh, I know him through the Tea Party Patriots. He's, he's run campaigns, political common uh, analyst. He says the Republicans seldom muff a chance to muff a chance. Yeah, exactly. But there's some other aspects of this. I mean, I want to do want to talk about this divided era, and we will before the end of the show. But whether or not it's a legitimate election, I am, and I certainly have uh, very strong doubts about, uh, about that. Um, there is data, and I think that this this is genuine about how people are voting, and some of the stuff where it was interesting. So, you know, some of it has gotten more attention than, than less. And you look at married men. Republicans by 20%. Married women, Republicans by 14%. Non-married men, Republicans by 7%. Non-married women, Democrats by 28, 27%. 37%. I'm sorry, 37%. And then under 30 by massive amounts. Yes, uh, plus 28 on, uh, on 18 to 29 
And in fact, they won almost every district. The the 18 to 29 voted Democrat on almost every district in the country. Yeah, the the country would just be one giant shade of blue if if only only they were voting. Then also, interestingly, how often do you attend religious services once a week or more, occasionally or never? Once a week or more, Republicans 66 to 33. Occasionally, Republican 52 to 47, never Democrat 66 to 31. At the beginning of a civilization, it is born of beliefs and a stern moral code. At the end, it dies in doubt and faith wanes along with it. Ask yourself where we stand today. Uh, faith, faith is definitely waning, and it's an, and and I think it's it's not it's not an accident. It is it is intentional? And the other and, aspect, go ahead. And the destruction of the family walks hand in hand with that. Yes, you, know, you want to undermine. They always the the leftists always they want to undermine religion and the family, and they've and every place where the leftists are in charge, that's what they do. Another aspect of, of what is interesting is it was illustrated by, you know, I just have the figures here for Arizona. Mark, this doesn't count the outside spending, just the candidates. Mark Kelly got raised $79 million. Blake Masters, for what was a, what was a competitive Senate seat, was only able to raise $12 million. $6 million taken away from him. What could have happened? And let me tell you why Mark Kelly won. Because they were organized, the left, to make sure ballots were turned in. The Republicans are still behind in that process. They do not make sure everybody votes. Yep. And whether and whether they vote whether or not they actually fill out the ballot themselves, uh, <laughs> that, but that again is, is another story. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor. That would be All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton. Pleased to be visiting with political commentator and author Tom DelBacaro. Um, talking about the election results more nationally than in California. It appears California is pretty much status quo. Um, New, last night, time I looked, Newsom had 59% of the vote. So he's just under 60%. And I think he got 62 in the in the recall. So at this rate, at 3%, um, think about another 24 to 30 years, and the Republicans will, will, will have it even. And then, and then in Los Angeles, with crime, the homeless, everything is going bad. They, they, they voted, purport, they purportedly voted to elect someone even further to the left, Karen Bass, as their mayor. How bad does it have to get in California before people would go, you know, we need, we need new political management here? Well, Greg, let's return to Los Angeles. And keep in mind that if you just generally said California is going to have an election for a major position and you're there, we're going to run a black woman against a white, rich, white male. Would it be a blowout or not? And the answer you would provide 100 percent of the time is all other things being equal. It's going to be a blowout in California. The fact that it was not and that it was close in L.A., and of course, she lied about her what her positions are. The fact that it was so close is a testament to uh, Rick Caruso's desire to spend money, yes. But it is because California, like many other major cities, are bottoming out, is bottoming out on crime. 
and it's going to bottom out on water and it's going to bottom out on food prices because they're destroying ag. And, and so the opportunities are beginning to arise that, that voters will take a look at someone else. Now, the contra to that is so many have left this state that it, it's making it harder every day. But all political parties sooner or later bottom out and small gains can be made here and there. In order for Republicans to win on this, they have to return to a strategy of putting up initiatives that solve actual problems, force the Democrats to be against them, run all their candidates statewide behind them. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. No. Um, if, if the Republicans were serious, about, the California Republican Party was serious, they would have already, they would have been on the ballot last time, if not 2020 or 2018, a voter integrity initiative centered on photo ID, which is hard, largely, hugely popular with Republicans, independents, and Democrats, but they don't, uh, they do not take your wise advice. Um, I wish, I don't want, I do want to talk about, I want to talk about your book. I've got four minutes, so I'm going to pass on my, question that I was just about to ask. You wrote this book, The Divided Era, um, how we got this way and how we can reconcile. I think America is more divided on more fundamental issues than we were at the time of the shooting civil war, where the key issue was slavery. And once the war was won by the North and the Union, um, the country was able to I mean, there, was, there were regional differences and, and animosities, but the country was more or less able to come back together. And we're, we're now when you're talking about, we talked about the religious data, about people that go to church and don't, about the Gen Z and they don't. And the uh, transgender, just pick one example. You got people who think it's appropriate to confuse children that they can be, that you can change your gender and then get them to surgically and chemically castrate, mutilate, and sterilize themselves. And that's fine. And how you have a country with such people, I'm not sure. Well, so interestingly enough, years ago, I wrote for three or four years ago, I wrote an article uh, for Fox Business about why socialism would be so detrimental to America. And the answer was because America doesn't have a common DNA in the sense of the French being the French and the Japanese being the Japanese and so on. The American cultural DNA is opportunity, and socialism destroys opportunity, which will tear the country apart. That's a big danger. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the divided era takes our three most divided periods, 1760 to 89, uh, Civil War Reconstruction, and then the Gilded Age, and reaches the conclusion which you which you talked about, which is um, we got past those periods in time, some longer than others. Because and the reason for that is because even as of 1900, government was incredibly small, seven percent of the economy in in uh, 1900, and so we weren't fighting each other all the time over the spoils of government. Now government is 44% of the economy, throw in regulations, you get into the 50s. And as a result, we are at each other's competitive throats every single day because it's worth fighting about it because you're going to get money or your way and impose it on others or get imposed upon. So yes, in many ways, the division we have is Far is different and more lasting, and that analysis and that message is why I wrote the book. Okay, you, your, your subtitle then and the keys to reconciliation seems seem somewhat optimistic. I, uh, okay. you, it, it, of course, it's optimistic. We're human beings. We continue to thrive on optimism. Rome wasn't built by pessimism. True, um, it was but, destroyed by it. In any in any war, uh, having a firm grasp, and we are in a, I think, a cultural, political, and economic civil war, is having a firm grasp on reality is key. 
Um, when you don't no agree doubt, on but when you ask about reconciliation, it, it, it is a simple process. Whether someone can see it, it takes extraordinary leadership. When Kennedy took over, he was the first president, and I talk about this in the book, to lose more states than he won. And that doesn't sound like a big deal today, but it was a big deal back then. And he won under a cloud with the Daily Machine and Sam Giancana and everything, voter fraud, not the Daily Machine, but the Sam Giancana and the like. Okay. What did he do? He immediately came out and set national goals for both sides upon which both sides could agree. Reagan did the same thing. He didn't say, he didn't get in the office and say, okay, now it's time for retribution on the Democrats, which by definition immediately divides. When Obama came in the office, that's exactly what he did. He picked a program that only one side would like and then started demonizing. A true leader would, whether it's running a store of 10 people who are dividing or fighting with each other or the, the nation, you have to pick a unifying goal. And that's what a leadership requires. Um, agree with that. We shall see whether that leadership ever is, is forthcoming. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show and all you do for the, for the cause of the country. Uh, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.